Views and opinions expressed on Live at the Barbershop are entirely those of the host, guest, and caller and do not reflect the opinions of Live at the Barbershop or its staff. Viewer's discretion is advised. The following podcast is intended for mature audiences only and contains adult contents, graphic language, strong sexual contents, and a whole lot of shit talking. So in other words, get your kids out the room. Live, here we go with the Barbershop with your hosts, Misha J, Aaliyah, Black Republican, and those two crazy Caribbean guys from the Q&N show, Norris and Q. The man of the hour, Mr. H-N-I-C, Mr. Sleep When You're Dead, Hustle Now, The Magnificent. Yo, yo, son. What's up with all that? Oh, uh, I was just trying to amp it up, you know, like... Oh, oh okay, uh, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm with that, I'm with that. John, 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 live at the Barbershop Podcast. Another Friday night, mm. information is given. Mm-hmm. Let's see who's going to receive it. Tonight is information Friday night. Friday night, information night. It's um tonight is a, a very, very, very important um topic. Tonight we're talking about bone marrow transplants in the black community. Um, it's not it's not something that we talk about on the regular. You know, you you do the world star thing. Mm. You do the, the 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 WhatsApp, the YouTube thing, but no one really talks about bone marrow transplants. Basically, the, the real medical issue when it, when it concerns in the black community. Only if it involves something personal, like if a family member, yeah, your child or something like that. But but not not on a regular, not basis. on a regular, and and that it, needs it's, to change. It's, it's not a regular conversation. It's, it's not, not a round. It's not a uh, what, what what call it dinner, dinner table. Right. Conversation. Right, right. Yeah. So right now, we decided, okay, we're going to jump that. Mm. Jump that hurdle, and we're going to bring the information and educate the community as more. Much, as much as we can. Because once you get educated, mm. <laughs> it can't stop you. Okay? So we have uh, a special guest tonight. But before we get to that, I would like to introduce myself. My name is John John. I'm the host for the night. And Q... Unfortunately, is not with us tonight. So to his to his far left, (laughs) so to the far far left, to the far to the far far left, far left is my man Norris. Norris in in the building in the white shirt and black tan. I mean, another white shirt again, white and black. black. (laughs) I I had on white shirt last week, so I brought it back again. Norris is in the building. Norris, what's good? What's good? Everything is good. Friday night, Friday night, live at the barber shop. Live at the barber shop. Another show for the year. Let me bring my girl in, um, Nisha J. Nisha J is in the building. What's up, Nisha J? Hi. How in are the everyone in doing? The yes, my dear. Once again, Sassy. Sassy is in the building with us tonight. Sassy, what's going on? Of course, on? of course. Hey, hey, hey. Yes. And without further ado, our special guest for tonight, Mr. Ian Richards. Mr. Ian Richards, thank you very much. For blessing us tonight. Good night. Good night. It's a blessing to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much. So, we're going to touch on bone marrow transplants, bone marrow donations, mm-hmm. and things of that effect. So, um, we spoke briefly about this topic, and um, if you can let the audience know why is it so dear to your heart. Um, it's dear to my heart because there are young people and some older folks that pass away from it. Right. Um, I am a strong advocate for it because I didn't know it existed before. Okay. Uh, and, and what happened was um, I was on the bench. I'm, I'm former. I was a former county court judge here in Broward County. And uh, after I left the bench, I was allowed to kind of speak my mind a little bit more. And somebody approached me about bone marrow donation. Right. And um, I hadn't heard of it before. And uh, to be honest with you, thinking about giving my bone marrow, I'm like, that sounds like it hurts. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> um, uh, I went to Norland Senior High School in Miami Gardens, and we used to be the number one uh, blood donation high school uh, in uh, Miami-Dade County. I currently live in Broward County. 
Uh, and so I didn't have any problems with giving blood, but bone marrow sound like it's something that was at another level. I didn't know that all they had to do was take a swab from inside your cheek. Right. And so a gentleman approached me from the Caribbean um, bone marrow uh, registry. Uh, I didn't know it existed. Uh, and um, he said, you know, would you do me a favor? Would you lend me your name so that I can, you know, promote uh, this cause? And, you know, people promote all kinds of things. And I was like, well, you know, can't hurt. So let me see, you know, what it's, what's it about? People stay on the bone marrow registry, both for a, a company called Be The Match, which is the main one, and smaller ones like the Caribbean uh, bone marrow uh, registry uh, for years right. and some people get a match and some people don't so what they did was they came in and they took cotton swabs of the inside of my cheek uh, and they took my wife's cotton swab inside her cheek and then they took the swab of inside both my all three of my children's cheeks okay um, and when they did that they did something like they came back with results and they did the same kind of results that you would get from like a 20, uh, 23 and me and ancestry.com. They said, Oh yeah, you know, you know, you black, black, like you came from, you know, you people, uh, you know, you're like 70, 65% um, uh, Nigerian or something like that. And uh, you're, you're, uh, you know, you got a, a little bit of Syrian there, you, you know, but you know, the next stuff is Uganda and some of the other places. And that was really interesting to figure that stuff up, but, but I was there for something a little bit more serious. And I found out that of my three children, only two can donate to each other. Mm. So we have three children and no, no funny business happens. <laughs> so uh, uh, of the three children, I have my daughter who's the eldest, uh, she's about to turn 17, um, my middle son and my youngest son, and turns out that only the the latter two, my middle son and my daughter, could actually donate to each other, which means that if something were to happen, like for example, if my youngest son had cancer of the bone or something like that, there wouldn't be a match for him. And these are things that you find out when it's really almost too late. Right. Uh, you're, you're talking about somebody who might look fine today, but they may feel sluggish one day. And you later on, you find out uh, that they have, uh, they had to completely wipe out their immune system and, and potentially build it back up again. Um, what I discovered about bone marrow uh, donation is that it's all 75% it, of the time or so, it's more like you're donating blood. So they give you a medicine, mm -hmm. your body starts producing more bone marrow cells, and then you donate blood. There is a donation that's a little bit more in depth than that, where they take actual small pieces of bone, but that's rare. They don't do that most of the time. Most of the time, you're donating just like you know you'd be donating blood. And in order to figure out whether or not you're a match, they take a cotton swab. And you know these people don't have to be part of your initial family, but they do have to match in order to be able. Uh, to, to do this. And I figured it was one of the most selfless things that somebody could do. Just to let you know, of the five of us that took the the exam or the, what do you call it? Swab. The swab. Yeah, the swab. Uh, they don't keep the children. They mm -hmm. take the children out of the DNA match process. So me and my wife, we stay in. Uh -huh. But our three children, they discard that because they're not allowed to keep that um, uh, that history oh. until they become 18 years old. Oh. So, so me was a real blessing because uh, you get to find out little corpse and stuff about your background and everything else. But you also get to be a part of a process that helps folks. And at the time I didn't realize as well, I was approaching the age where they stopped taking my, <laughs> my bone marrow. Because when you get to yeah. You get too much older, the doctors don't want it anymore. I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> you know, uh, so that complications. Was, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, you know, when you start getting too many gray hairs, I ain't gonna say nothing, but this, you know, 
uh, it's not all black hair up here. Uh, you get too many gray hairs, they're not looking uh, for, for us so much. So when they're, well, they're ages, huh? <laughs> so when they want somebody to donate, you have to be like um, at a, a certain age bracket. I, I believe that if you're within the same family or something and you're and you know you need it you need it yeah. they'll go ahead and they'll take just about anyone but when it comes time to join the registry yeah the doctors for whatever reason have decided uh that they want folks that are a little bit younger i think it's younger than 40 or younger than 35 or something like that uh they want folks that are a, a little bit younger but i encourage you can you can pay to actually be on there Mm -hmm. They make you, you know, you can pay to be on there, but if you're a little bit younger, like I was at the time, you don't have to pay. You know, come and get your blood and put you in the process, and maybe you can help someone. You can save a life. You don't know who you will save. True. Now, let me pose a question now. Now, um, Sassy, this question is for you. Um, why do you think um, this is not a... a um, well-known thing factor to to us in our community in the black community it's like all right for instance now if, if i was to go spark a conversation let's just say it's a bunch of fellas in the room and i decided we want to talk about bone marrow and all of a sudden it's like oh you're not still in my dna right you know so <laughs> like we need to um when it comes to the vital information in the neighborhood for some reason it's like it's, it's taboo. It's, it's, it's not a hot topic of conversation. It is taboo um, just because of what we went through as a people uh, yeah. in this country. We were the primary, you know, guinea pigs guinea for pigs. a lot of uh, experiments. The lab, lab monkeys. So it's generational distrust, yeah. which is understandable. Yeah. It's understandable. <clears throat> You know, like, all right, for now, to know that there's only um 23% matching, uh, of, yeah, for our, for, for the black community. In our community, you know, and, yeah. and I was educated. I didn't, I didn't know this because I have friends that have, like, sickle cell and stuff. I, I didn't know it all ties in. Yeah. Like, lymphoma and, and leukemia and yeah. sickle cell. Mm -hmm. I didn't know... Oh, that ties they in. all tie in you know what i mean yeah the blood cancers and the blood um disorders yes so can you name all of the things that it ties into to educate the audience the various what? diseases yes oh that's a good amount but anything concerning blood cell um loss a lot of them are different types of leukemias especially um multiple myeloma i actually had an aunt that was diagnosed in her 60s with multiple myeloma. Um, she, this is before, so they used, they, with the advance of research, they eventually realized um, by doing what Mr. Richards mentioned, the blood donation, which is the, the stem cells. So it's called PBSC. That's the one where, um, you go in and you actually donate from this IV. They, they pull it out of one arm, sends it through a machine, takes out the blood cells that they need, and then send it back into your body. Yes. But you do have to be prepped. So for that, there's two types for that. One is autogalous, which is you giving your own yourselves to yourself before you do chemo or chemo radiation to kill the cancer cells which is high dose and it puts it at risk of killing everything. So they take out what they can prior to, and then they put it back into your body for it to start to generate, regenerate new cells. So the main cells that are take are focused on are your white blood cells, your red blood cells and your platelets. You've heard of stem cell therapy before. Right. It's not the controversial one. Right. This one only focuses on blood, blood cells. These cells will only create blood cells, white blood cells, red blood cells, and uh, platelets. And it's mm. to help reduce the, the cancer load for a lot of people. Yeah. Is this all um, generated from the young lady? Her name is Henrietta Lacks. She was the reason for the cure of cancer. Um, there was a documentary that was on television. Yeah. On some um, shows. Her name was Henrietta Lacks. 
and she was the um the, she had a gene component that yeah. was identifiable with cancer so she had cervical cancer and right. what they realized is that her particular cells had a fantastic way of multiplying Mm -hmm. So to this day, I believe to this day, they're still, they're still, using, using, her they're still using her cells yeah, in right. cancer research. So that's out of um, Johns Hopkins University. Mm -hmm. When did she die? Do you know? She uh, died, um, in this, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't want to misquote, but she died, um, I want to say in the 60s or 50s. Mm -hmm. And they're still using her gene. They call her the her cells the immortal cells because they yeah. keep on multiplying. Right, right. Outside yeah. of her body, they still multiply. But right. she was they took her stuff without her permission. They took it without exactly. her family's permission. Right. And she died a terrible death. If it's yeah, she, not she died poor. Yeah. That was yeah. one thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so they, I mean, that's the history that makes a lot of folks not want right. to do. Uh -huh. That's what um, I was gonna bring up next. Yeah. 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 Which is understandable, but when you think about it, in a sense, if it's able to help someone, especially if you're directly affected by this, you know that bone marrow transplant is an option for, for curing a person, then maybe, hopefully, it would help on the opposite end of the spectrum to say this could be a possibility to, pro to prolong someone's life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think as us as Black people, if we use ex examples, even though if Henrietta Lacks was someone who helped um, identify the uh, the cure for cancer or certain cures, mm -hmm. you know, we could use her as an example. Without her, there wouldn't be such a thing. That's like maybe there wouldn't be a bone marrow transplant. They wouldn't have figured it out that that's something that we can use. That's so, and, the, and when you take something that's supposed to be so negative and not so passe, you have to look at good at things. And she's a great example of such, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Yeah. The match is, is challenging for us as um, people of African descent because of what they call admixture. So, oh yeah, master. <laughs> that's where it came from. So and you know, we that? left Africa. Well, we left Africa and we came to the West, and then we interbreed with Indians and Europeans, and so now there's a mixture. So as Ian gave the example, he has three children, but two match and one doesn't. So the, of siblings, there's a 25% chance of a match. So you wow. can have four and only a 25% chance of a match. So yeah. Now my question is how many of African-American people are directly affected that would need a bone marrow transplant? That's my question. Like how many of us are directly affected or have been um, diagnosed with something that would need a bone marrow. Well, hold on. Who, who does it affect more? Us or, right. or white folks? Right. Hmm. I mean, the thing is for them, um, for others, I should say, um, right. there's more of a possibility of a match. Right. So and, because more, more register, mm -hmm. and there's a better chance of that match because of less um, mixture. Right. So that's what gives them a higher number. They could go up to, I think, um, 77%, sometimes 97%, depends on, on the exact uh, cancer. But um, for us, it, yeah, it ranges between 23% and 67%. So, wow. you know, yeah. So, Mr. Richards, I noticed you've been, you've been super educated on this. So you've been doing your homework, obviously. <laughs> I see you well, questions along, you know. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of Henrietta Lat, uh, to me she was fascinating. There's a um, there's a YouTube video on her. NPR did a story on her, uh -huh. um, and I watched a, a documentary uh, on her uh, as well. I mean, her cells are in every single country in the entire world. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of the modern medicine is based on her cells. They're yeah, still yeah. being used. Yep. They're not. They're still multiplying, and they they've never seen that before. I, I can tell you the truth. There are some individuals that I'm like, you know, you might be related to Henrietta Lacks. I have a, you know, some folks who who just recover miracle wise, uh, and that that might be because of some of the brutality that we suffered. You know, yeah. I I used to believe because I I used to watch cartoons called He Man. 
Remember? Oh, yeah. 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 And they had an episode in there with this big black dude. Um, and, and I thought, I used to believe that black folks around the world were just naturally bigger, naturally stronger uh, than everybody else, you know, because we the men. Um, and then I started looking, you know, over uh, Africa and the like, and I realized that American and those that are enslaved, that are the descendants of slaves, are seem to be a bit stronger, mm-hmm. larger uh, than our African uh, sisters and brothers. Even though there are some big dudes over there as well, big ladies, that kind of thing. Right. And what I what I realized was, if you weren't the strongest, number one, you didn't make it. Yeah, you know. And if you weren't the toughest you weren't allowed to breed anyway. So that kind of strength is the, the, is the result of what you call unnatural, I guess, selection. Um, and with, the, with some of the masters deciding to, you know, take a piece of the pie, some of these uh, plantations were not just plantations, they were whorehouses as well, uh, where they would essentially take the slaves. You, you didn't have a choice and you were in the hands of uh, whoever was there. And um, and they would breed with the slaves. I mean, I, I remember the documentary on. Help me out, y'all know which documentary I'm talking about. Roots, no, not roots. I'm talking about the documentary on um, that president who everyone claimed. Oh, that can't be Jefferson. True. Jefferson was it? Jeff, I think it was Jeff, yeah, Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were like, oh, because I folks don't folks don't remember. When, uh, when, when racism creeps into academia, now mm. uh, uh, Jefferson, th- these folks were claiming they were descendants of Jefferson, mm. and all of these learned scholars <laughs> came on PBS to testify. No, that that's just ridiculous. That could not be true, you know. And there were the Thomas Jefferson's descendants attempted to not descendants, sorry, the, the black folks that were claiming they were Thomas Jefferson's defendants attempted to do DNA tests and all that. And some of the family members refused. Why? Because you know what's your great, great granddaddy <laughs> dead. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't want everybody else to sully the great name. So wait a minute. Uh, he had that many fornication with the, with the with the with the women slaves. There were a lot of children. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah, a whole lot of that. In fact, he had her. He almost had her almost as his wife. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. So she was in a separate little room. They found the room uh, that she would stay in. So what you would call it? A, a Django Candyland fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. So so she. So you, you have this um, the, the denial thing in terms of the documentaries, and you can see the inner workings of those that are attempting to tell history. I used to, when I was in law school, we went to a, a, this poetry thing on uh, 441 here in Miami, Florida, and they used to call it his story instead of history. They used to call it his story. Um, and you could see that these so-called academics were so biased that, or histor- history academics were so biased that they wouldn't even consider it until uh, one or two family members decided to say, okay, fine, let's just see if this is true. Hmm. And sure enough, it was true. You know, So yeah. you have that mixture that has come through um, wanted and unwanted uh, uh, um, procreation. Uh, unnatural selection, some natural selection. So you 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 see um, folks that are just. They, I mean, they don't know where their DNA is from. Some folks go into uh, 23andMe. I've done 23andMe. I've done Ancestry.com. Heck, I found uh, Grand what uh, a Grand Aunt. I think she is or something like that. Um, that uh, that was in New York. Uh, that you, that we didn't know was uh, was there because not only uh, are there folks that families want to talk about there are folks that families don't want to talk about oh yeah uh, so you know so in terms of bone marrow donation yeah. you don't know what you're mixed with you right. know you have no idea you know some people i'm i'm 100 african no you're not 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you're not 100% African, you know, and uh, and some, uh, a couple of white folks have found out you're not 100% uh, white. Caucasian essentially is like a made up term, you know, yeah, there's a whole yeah. bunch of Sikhs and Indians out there that are 100% African. And even if you look at the, the case law that surrounds what is and is not um, uh, Caucasian, Supreme Court had to come up with a BS definition <laughs> of what Caucasian really was because their definition, um, the Sikh guy came in and found out he was from the Caucasian mountains. So he was like, yeah, I'm Caucasian. You know? and, all that. And, and, and the Supreme Court says, no. I mean, listen to the definition of Caucasian from the Supreme Court, and I, I can look up the, the date and the name of the case. Uh, the It was a Sikh gentleman. He's kind of Indianish. I know Sikhs are yeah. Indian. calling me, calling them Indians. But um, he said, I'm Caucasian. And there's, they said, well, okay, we have to admit, genetically speaking, you're Caucasian. But the legal definition of Caucasian for the purposes of owning land in the United States is that it would be the definition of a lay citizen of the United States as to what is Caucasian. Who ever heard of a definition like that? Wow. So, so you know, so your genetics, we, we, we had a, um, I saw this before, but they went ahead and they actually played this, the, that uh, documentary again in Broward County when, I, when they had judicial sensitivity training. You know, that's something where essentially somebody got in trouble for saying something they're supposed to say. And then, you know, you go in a room and everybody's like, okay, okay, now, you, now you're sensitive. You know, whatever. <laughs> really? Um, so, yeah, so, the, you know, in the legal system, they essentially just made up rules yeah. in order to determine who was uh, included and, and excluded. That gentleman, by the way, ended up committing suicide because he couldn't own property and he lost Wow. The seat? Yeah. Because he couldn't own property and he lost what he had, according to um, the information that I received. Uh, so, getting back to what I was talking about, blown man. <laughs> Sorry, there's <laughs> a whole lot of history. I apologize. We will have you on another show. My question is so, besides, other, other than the family, so. In order for you to get like uh, to, to get like a donor besides the family, because as as you say, we are mixed up with different cultures. Mm. It would be hard. Is it hard to get like a donor besides if it's if it's not your, if it's not any any of your um? It's, it's extremely difficult for um, African Americans. Uh, you want to call yourself African American? You want to call yourself Black American? Really? I'm calling myself the N word, so whatever. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I guess, uh, but the other one, no. So we are so mixed, as one of the young ladies here said, we're so mixed that it's like a shot in the dark. Um, you know, for, for Caucasians, for white folks, because they're not really Caucasian, uh, for white folks, it's a whole lot easier to find a match. And no, it's not because it's some conspiracy. No. Yeah, it's because we aren't putting our uh, bone marrow in there. Our samples, to, yeah. Yeah, our samples in there for, for people to be able to see. And, you know, maybe when uh, the government starts hunting you down by your level of of, uh, of blackness, God knows what's going to happen after. That's next. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, that might be a problem. But for right now, people are dying. Yeah. I mean, people are dying here. People are dying in the Bahamas. People are dying in Jamaica. People are dying um, in Georgia. And you know, every now and then, somebody who is white will donate or be able or be a match for one of us. Mm -hmm. So you know that's good. But wouldn't it be a whole lot easier if someone who is more genetically um, related to you were to were to donate? And then, or at least put their stuff in the system so that they can uh, figure out whether or not you're a match. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a give and a take to all of this, by the way, um, because even with the 23andMe system or the, the ancestry system, the police officers have been using it to find people that murdered people years and years ago. 
Yeah. So the Green River Killer, I think, they caught him mm -hmm. because one of his family members donated and one of the officers pretended to be something and put their, their stuff in 23andMe or Ancestry or one of the other ones. And um, uh, somebody came up as a partial match and when they were like, ooh, hold on a minute, found out it was a police officer. Who was wow. around there, you know? So they were, so if you think that you're trying to, to get away by not putting your stuff in there, you don't have to. Mm. Anybody in your by family. association, guilty by association. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're gonna track you once they figure out that there's a close match. They're gonna just follow the breadcrumbs back to whoever could have yeah. put their DNA in the system, and um, and then they'll find you. So it, I have a brother, um, and if he were to do something or I were to do something, and either one of us were to put our DNAs in, mine's is in. It's too late. Um, you know, we're going to get caught. <laughs> it's just, you know, it, it, just, it is what it is. So if you're thinking that you're hiding your DNA, you're not really hiding your DNA. You know, um, it's the best thing to do is to try and help uh, yeah. those members of your community who otherwise would not have that lifeline, in my opinion. That's true. That's true. Now, does it matter if you're a citizen or not? I don't believe it matters if you're a citizen or not. The age is the main thing. And, and the health. Yeah, you do a health, health question there too. Yeah, yeah. The age is the main I mean, the, the, the and it, in fact, it doesn't matter if you're a citizen or not. The Caribbean Bone Marrow um, uh, Organization was set up, um, I think, because they were kind of hoarding it a bit. Mm. And there were people from Bahamas to Bermuda to all of those places, Curacao, all that, those, those folks out there. And, and um, there seemed to be a little bit of friction between Be The Match and um, some of the other organizations in terms of saying, hey, we got some you know, people over here that need uh, a donation. I mean, need to see if they match and sharing of information at the time. I don't know about now, but sharing of information was an issue. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I think, I think they may have tried to buy out uh, the Caribbean bone marrow folks, and they refused wow. something like that. And, you know, wow. so so you, you know, this is a life and death thing, okay. uh, and you know what I mean. It, you know, it's a life and death um, uh, situation worldwide. Yeah. And when worldwide, a lot more uh, white folks donate than folks of mixed heritage and or just uh, you know black folks. Right. Um, you have an issue, definitely. And that's the thing. I, you know, I've, I've always tried to figure out. Um, because I mean, we spoke about this also with this topic. It said, "Well, how can you how can you bring this topic up and still make it exciting and and still make it, you know, appealing and and draw the crowd?" <laughs> because this is not something where you know. Like I said, it's not a it's even not when a we were, it's not a normal conversation. And that's the thing, even when we were preparing for this, hmm. we, we sat back and we we threw a lot of different scenarios in. Oh, no, to me, the reason being is it has to do with something it's medical. And when it's something and everybody shies away from medical stuff. And, and, and it's, <laughs> when it's when it's you or the family member, it's like it's it's scary stuff. So they, they don't want they're not gonna want to talk about it. Now let, like, me, yeah. let me ask something here. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the conversation, but they're not gonna want to talk about but it. Let me ask something here now. Yeah. Since we talk about medical, and then yeah. now we have the male yeah. on the panel, because it's a normal thing for the males <laughs> to draw away from anything. Well, that's how it's been throughout to, the years. To go get your regular checkup. Especially when it comes to black men. Forget you about don't like doctors for some reason. And, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> so now Sassy, being that you're in that, do you see a difference as far as um females participating in this more than males or Mr. Riches? Have you experienced anything where you've seen, you know, the difference with the male and the female? Yeah, it is a difference. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You 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 definitely have a difference. Um, it seems as if <clears throat> um, females. Uh, and I'm not trying to kiss up ladies. Uh, a little bit more giving in terms of uh, in terms of that. The one there's a young lady who uh, thinks she's um, maybe a manager or supervisor or something at um, 1520. It's a gospel station, 
Yeah. And um, and she is a big time. I think she donated. She is a don. She's a donor. Donor. That's good. You know, um, uh, to someone was a coworker or something like that. She was able to donate. Um, uh, I'm not sure if it was bone marrow or it was a liver or something like. I think it was might have been bone marrow. Uh, but you know she's big time into it because she didn't know before, yeah. you know. Uh, and uh, when they find out, they're more likely to 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 do something, you know. That really, if you're a God fearing person, you know, you, you believe that you're you're here to make the lives of your your children and all that. But you're here to make the community uh, better over overall. And no, it doesn't come with a million dollars, but it comes with the satisfaction of knowing that if you need something, they'll give it to you. And if they need something, I mean, or uh, you know, if they need something, you're gonna you're gonna give it to them. One hand washes the other. That's how this works. Exactly. And, uh, but nobody's gonna force you to go ahead and um, and and donate if you don't want to. Uh, the idea behind all of this is to try your very best uh, to make sure that there's a safety net there. And, you know, there, there are folks that are suffering, uh, that are passing away. If you go to the Caribbean Bone Match uh, website right now, you know, there are folks, there's memoriam, in memoriam for, I think, a young man who, who you know, who didn't make it. Uh, this is this is the real type stuff. Uh, they, there are folks out there who don't see it, so they don't believe it. Yeah. Um, and I and I would I would caution because I'm about to go into an area that might be a little touchy now. Um, you know, some folks essentially told me, "Oh, this COVID thing, it ain't real." You know, <laughs> dude. You know, um, my my friend um, works at uh, at Jackson Jackson North Memorial. My mom's a nurse. My wife's uh, first degree in nursing, she does a lot of translation stuff now. Um, but he told me, Ian, look, it, it, don't sleep on this. It's still out there. He has people, they, 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 they can't do anything for these folks when they come in. You're in, you're in God's hands, say your prayers, because you know, yeah, they're gonna, some of them might make it with the ventilator and that sort of thing, but uh, you don't see them. You know, um, uh, passing on, and then the cruelest thing about it is, they don't let your loved ones in. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, they don't let them in. So it's essentially like you killed my family member, dude. You know, I, I, as I, I was a little late to come in, uh, and and get started and everything. Everyone, and you guys do such a good job of making sure. It, it really didn't, uh, people didn't see it, but I was just sitting next to uh, a young lady who is an LPN nurse from Georgia. Mm -hmm. And she works in a, a place where they take a lot of the COVID patients in. And she said it was like two days ago or so, the lady said, do you need any medication and everything? No, no, no. And you know, within a couple of hours, she started changing colors and wow. she was gone. Wow. You know? Uh, oh so, you know, just just because you you don't see these folks, the the American medical system is very good at sanitizing uh, death. Let's be real yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, you don't yeah. see those bodies coming out the front because there's a place in the back that they take the bodies out so they don't scare folks. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, my yeah. wife when she first started at. Um, what was that pineapple? The hospital that has a pineapple as a sign. Back we won't say it. We won't say it. Oh, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. Let's, let's back up. And, you know, <laughs> she's like, no, 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 no. So, um, yeah, you know, you see, you see these things. You know, you, you, okay. you see these things occur and they're really good at not letting folks see what, what truly happens. That happens in the medical system where they sanitize everything. So, you know, you, you don't see all of the suffering and, and the like that happens. It all happens behind closed doors. It happens in the criminal justice system where they won't let you see all those grotesque items in newspapers and stuff like that. I once had a 
uh, detective come up to me in the middle of court. I'm like, you know, what, what, you know, why are you bothering me in the middle of court? I'm in the middle of domestic violence. Um, and detective walked up to me and said, I need for you to release somebody from, I think it was uh, jail. He was in, he was being held on something. And he said, we need to be able to, to have him come out. And uh, I said, what, what you mean? He said, well, we, we found the head. Here's the picture. I'm like, dude, <laughs> where's your warrant? Where, where's your papers? Let me just sign that. He's like, what, <laughs> where are you? I don't need to see that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and because of that, uh, like I said, everything is. I want to see it. Throw me the head. I <laughs> you know, like they have the head. They just want to find the rest of the body. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, and, 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 and as I said before, when the system has become so modernized, so good at redirection, um, you get um, anesthetized uh-huh. against what really happens until it happens to you. Yeah, you know, and the the bone marrow situation is just that. You know, something happens to your family member, you feel it in here in your heart, because you know you're sitting there. There's nothing you can do, yeah, uh, to save this person. Uh, But maybe if you had donated and you had inspired someone else to donate, maybe they would have been the match for your child you know, for your sister, for your brother, for your mother, father, friend, or something like that. Um, it, and it's it's kind of sad that we don't uh, talk a little bit more about uh, that uh, in our communities. Yeah. So. That's true. I actually, I actually donated um, eight years ago. I was pregnant at the time and um, wow. was part of a health fair. So Be The Match was there. And I went ahead and I did the initial questionnaire and I did my swaps. I'm part of the registry. Excellent. And with them, you stay until about age 61. They keep you on till 61. They might not use you, but they keep you on until 61. Wow. So I'm still part of it. And what you need to do is just update your information. They still reach out to me by email. Um, but when they do call, so let me go kind of go through the steps on registering, right? So if you decide, you, know, you make a decision, you do a health questionnaire, you sign a consent form, you swab your mouth, you give the sample, it goes into um, a national registry. Okay, it's called the National Marrow Donor Program Registry. And then this one, that registry also communicates with um, others on the international level as well. So altogether, international, there's about 30 million people registered. Which is pretty good, but you still want more of and more that look like us with our admixture. So, um, should your information change, just update them, or you also let them know that you're no longer interested. You don't have to stay on forever. You make a decision if you want to be removed, but it's best to stay on, right? Then you wait. You may be called. You may never be called. But for me, I'll be on that list on that registry until age sixty-one, which is good. Right. Let me just get something straight now. So now, when you when you, all right, let, let me run it back down real quick. So uh-huh. consent, swab, update, mm-hmm. follow a uh, swab, update, mm-hmm. wait, get involved. Get right involved. So now, at that point now, once I do all these steps, this is not just to make sure if someone in my family becomes sick. This is for Anyone, Anybody out there, right? Yes. So if they do call you, it is for you to donate to anyone, not to say, no, I'm waiting on such and such. Okay. It's for you to say, yes, I will donate for this person who is a match. What do I need to do next? The oh. next step. Mm-hmm. Go it's, ahead, Norris. When, when you swab and all of that, that's just to make, just, just, just to make sure that you're a match. No, that's just to put you in the registry. That's, it. Yeah, yeah. that's just a registration. So, so, so if you, so when, so even when you, you become a match for someone, mm-hmm. then how that procedure go, like the surgery and all of that go. I mean, like. So let's learn. So we, so the next thing is, okay, you are a match, Norris. Uh-huh. They'll contact you. Yeah. They will um, update your health information because uh-huh. for me, it's been eight years. Things have changed, have changed for me over the past eight years. 
yeah. and it will for the next 20, right? Yeah. So you do another questionnaire. You They make you participate in an information session uh -huh. to learn more about the whole process. And then you sign another consent form for the actual donation. Uh -huh. So, so there's two ways to donate. Uh -huh. So most donations are done by peripheral. So you get two needles, one in each arm. But that's the part I'm trying to get you. Yeah. 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 So the blood comes out. Well, actually, before you get to that, they, they draw more blood. They do a physical. Yeah. They say, okay, you're perfect match for this person. Let's go. Mm. Um, needles go in. Blood comes out, goes through the machine, takes out the cells that are needed, puts the blood back. Yeah. Before that, I'm sorry, before that, they actually give you, I think, five days ahead, um, an injection, three injections. And this helps to stimulate additional blood cells. So you may feel a little back pain. Most people complain of a little soreness of their back because your bones are generating these extra cells. Well, hold on. Let me ask you, Richard, did you, did you feel the back pain situation? No, 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 no. All I did was do the swab. Oh, okay. So I'm in the registry. Yeah. Just like Sassy, I'm in the registry. But um, I haven't donated yet. If they call me, I'm here. Okay, okay. okay. You're not a, okay. You just register. You're not really a match yet. Exactly. What? That's the one. That's the part we're telling everybody not to be afraid of. Just do the registry. Because yeah. okay. they ask for your permission again. They ask for your permission again once they find you. You know, you could decide that you don't want to actually go through it. You don't want to, um, what do you call it again? You don't want to um, participate. Uh, the, the idea is to just figure out whether or not uh, you're the match um, in terms of the process. So you were talking about the two processes. One is where they just take the blood out and the other one. Go ahead. So the second one is the actual surgery, yeah, that's which what is I what Norris is talking about. So that's the actual Going in, it's an outpatient surgery. Um, you go into the OR, they give you anesthesia. Well, lo probably local, but then um, they actually take a little, a big needle and take part of your hip bone out uh -huh. to get in and get the bone marrow liquid. So hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. They cut you open and take out part of your Whoa, hip. whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> Suck out what they need and go from there. <laughs> that's that's not norm. That's not money. That's not common though. That's uh, the no, uncommon portion. Yeah. Very very uncommon. So they don't really do that. The one that they do mostly is where they they give you the injection, right? Yeah. Of the the the, the, the drug. Yeah, they right. give you the shot to the shot to stimulate and then take it out in about five days. Oh. Yeah. What they are doing now, because what we, what most of our people have to resort to is actually what they call cord blood stem cells. Mm. So, yeah. So that's where. They take a um, fetus? Not the fetus. That's embryonic. We, that's not this. So when, because uh, we, as a, I used to be a midwife, I'm retired. So when, when we did this, um, any woman that wanted to donate, so you have two ways. The, the one for the registry is the public one. So a woman goes into labor, has the delivery, immediately we begin to collect the cord blood from the uh, placenta. Yeah. And yeah, and we send it off to, the, to a registry. Like, like what, the after birth or? Yeah, the placenta, the afterbirth. Yeah, it's rich. It's rich in um a lot of really good blood cells. Very healthy. So yeah, so that that's what we as African Americans, I think, sometimes seventy up to seventy six percent of the stem cell transplants that we ha end up having to get is actually from cord blood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know about that. Yeah, every yeah. day. I, I know, I, I know that shit. Damn. Yeah. New every day. Yeah. Wow. So it's because we don't have enough matches. So they, they began, you know, researching and, and, and using cord blood like, stem cells. Yeah. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm really, I, I have to do something. 
No, we too old. I have now. to we do too something. Old. No, we too, we too old. I'm not too old. No, you can still register. Up to age 60. Remember, it's, it's just the first step. It's just it's to be included in the uh, registry. They might, not, they might not pick us. Nah, pick us he just scared. Like, like, no, no, hold on. Dr. Richard said it's up to a certain age. They might pick you. So if, if, if it's a family member, yes. But for, like, for the general public, we are, man, they ain't picking us. They ain't not picking you. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the most desired age group is age 20, 18 to 25. We are, we are I, I got a son that's about to age out of that group, so hello. <laughs> We are, we are no. off. Our age is off the almanac. All right. Okay. <laughs> no, I am truly inspired right yeah. now. The child. Because like some information, I'm like, damn. So Norris, <laughs> when no. can I get you registered? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're all good. Listen, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm That's ready. Because I remember when you went. I remember. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know why I didn't do it, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm always busy, so that's probably why it's not mad. But now, after hearing all this, and I, yeah, I am inspired, a lot. and I always want to give lot. back. I I normally donate blood, you know what I mean. So on the regular. Now, I, have a, I have a Hold question. Um, if you have um been diagnosed with something that can you still register? For instance, I have the sickle cell trait. Am I still a possible candidate for the registry? It depends. Yeah, I didn't get to look that one up, but I will still complete the questionnaire and go from there. I will still do it. Yeah, you got the trait. You don't have sickle cell. So disease. You don't have the disease, so you should no, I don't. qualify. But I do know that because I was always told I could never have a baby with another person who has the trait because the possibility of having the full blown get the disease. Baby. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah. why I just asked. Yeah. Let me ask a question on something also because I heard something um about blood type or am I off or that doesn't matter like the it doesn't matter okay the only cells where they they look for are your the goal is just to replace basically you're replacing a person's immune system okay when you become a donor you are actually assisting someone with fully replacing their immune system and you know cancer basically attacks the immune system and like oh so, yeah there's never any dumb questions say now is it something like if i gave him am i losing out on something for myself now? no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, that's what i always thought because like say it's like a um kidney transplant like right. you, i give you one of my kidney i'm like damn well, you know, you've been blood all the time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the in terms of the the, the chemo, we we, my, we lost my um my mother-in-law uh, uh, from the cancer, and I did some I did some looking into the chemo and the like. You know, chemo is poison, is what it is. You yeah. know, you need it, you have to use it. But let's be clear on what it's there for. Uh, and that radiation and the like, what they're doing is they're killing the cells that grow the fastest because your cancer cells grow fast. Your nail, not nails, but your hair also yeah. grows fast, right? Yeah. So what they're doing is, is they're essentially terminating all of the fastest growing cells in your body, all right? And they're wiping them out and you need your immune system back. So in some cases you need that um, that th those cells from someone who matches, hopefully, to go and give you back your immune system because your immune system is just completely wiped out with the cancer treatment that they give you. And folks don't really, you know, understand that. Well, why would I make you sicker in order to make you feel better? There, there, there was a, um, I think it was, okay, I'm, I'm really aging myself. There's a, a show on 2020. Okay, you remember 2020? Yeah. <laughs> We, we still we still watch it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, well, 2020 used to have a show about a doctor who was a cancer doctor, and his supposed patients they would go on chemo and they loved them because they wouldn't get sick. The fake one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was it, they weren't getting sick because the chemo wasn't doing anything. And so the cancer in these folks who could have lived kept growing mm -hmm. because chemo 
you know, it's it comes in, it's like, you know, from the Transformers Devastator. It just comes in and wipes everybody out. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and the, the the bone marrow, that's where your immune system is recreated. And so you need someone to come in and give you your soldiers back. You, you need to get, you know, your your the folks because the chemo may not be what really kills you, but you go out there and you catch any little cold or or whatever, and your body has thousands of these little boys waiting to come and it, and, and make you sick. You you know you just go outside and breathe. Everybody knows about COVID and all that kind of stuff, but there are things yeah, out yeah. there that normally your body is able to fight off. Fungus, viruses. Yeah. Anything, you know, yeah. and once your body is devastated and all of that stuff is gone, you need your, your immune system back in your bone marrow. Um, and what that doctor was doing in that 20, 2020 series was he just wasn't giving it to him. He was trying and to do a placebo effect, right? Yeah, placebo. And he would resell the same um, uh, chemotherapy stuff to other people. He would make a fortune. But he was Millions. killing people. He yeah, he was making, yeah, you remember? Yeah, he, he was making a whole lot of money doing what he was doing. Yeah, but people were dying left and right because of that. And the bone marrow uh, process is essentially to 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 bring back what you have intentionally removed uh, yeah. in many cases. Wow. How did you get busted? Hmm? Was it billing? Busted? I think through billing. I think it was through billing or something. Yeah. Or oh, somebody oh, probably yeah. rat. Maybe a, a I think a, a worker ratted him out. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, well, I think it was out of, out of um, Ohio, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. Okay. Because, you know, Medicare, you know, Medicare is slow. They used to pay, they or they still pay. They pay very quickly. And yeah. we're in the, the capital of Medicare fraud, by the way, right, South yeah. Florida. Oh, the yeah. Capital of insurance fraud. Everything. Fraud. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 so, and so they will um, they will they will catch you. It just takes them a long time uh, to catch you. I used to I used to take care of homeless elderly at uh, ALF uh, down close to 36th Street uh, in Miami, Florida. I used to sleep there at night times and that type of thing. And you would get people people coming to the door trying to sell you uh, stuff for elderly, you know, they, because they knew that some of the patients there had um, had uh, Medicaid or Medicare or something like that. And they just wanted to build um, a, a bill and bill and bill and that, that, uh, that type of thing. Welcome to South Florida, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. I'm not more than this um, sunshine and beauty. <laughs> well, we're the capital of fraud for the entire United States too. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. The FBI has oh, yeah. um, the FBI has training on South Florida. They have yep. um, they 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 have trained. So don't do nothing. To me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, yeah, South Florida. This is, this is epicenter. Yeah. South Florida, New Jersey. Those I think those are the two number one spots, and yeah. Florida beats New Jersey. But they're two number one spots for fraud. I've wow. seen them news all the time where like. Doctor, a fake doctor get busted. Oh, he used to be a doctor in Cuba. He coming over here and practicing. This practice is false and all kind of stuff. I've seen that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> when they get busted, when I'm like, man, you talking real doctors? That no, I mean they're doctors, but they're not they're not certified. No, over. not licensed here. Right. Licensed no, no, no. Here. The ones that get busted, generally or speaking, are real doctors, real, real doctors. nurses, because they're you're talking about a big licensed. amount of money. They're not yeah. licensed. They're not licensed to practice. Yes, no, some of them are. Some of them are. It's not like they're they're fraudulent doctors. No, 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 no. Many of them are real doctors, but they get caught billing for stuff that they didn't do. Right. Yeah. You know, and and they and when they get caught, they get caught for um, uh, selling maybe the same walker a thousand times. <laughs> you know, one to, to one person. Yeah, to, to you know, they sold it to, to Maria, they sold it to Michael, they sold it to Cindy. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't, walkers don't multiply. They're not like Harry and Alex. They don't, you know, they don't <laughs> multiply on their own. But South Florida is like number one in the entire country for Medicaid, Medicare, and insurance fraud. Yep. Yeah. 
But I'm talking about bone marrow, and I'm talking about everything else besides bone marrow. And now I'm talking about that. I mean, in, in the state attorney's office in, in, in South Florida, if you didn't know, they have a special unit. Like Catherine Fernandez Runnels, and they have a special unit just for fraud. Yeah. Um, uh, for insurance fraud and all that. And I went off topic once again. <laughs> we, we said we wanted to make it fun and educational the at the same time. The same this is what we're accomplishing right it's now. It's the same topic, medical, <laughs> the same topic. We're accomplishing it, it, that right Just a wide range of it, that's it. Where's cracking the tubs when you yeah, need them? Yeah, just a wide range. <laughs> <laughs> all those, we're really telling our age, because I know those younger kids are like, cracking the tubs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Miami Vice. Miami Vice. Hey, you remember the opening scene of Miami Vice? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, every, every man our age, at the time we were young boys, damn. <laughs> no socks wearing. And Ooh. pink sheets. <laughs> so, but listen, cool um, <laughs> listen. Um, I had, I am fully amped up right now, and um, the wheels are turning. So now, let me ask you, Mr. Richards and Sassy. I know Nisha J, but we'll get Nisha J involved in some way or another. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, because you're in another state, so we're, we're dealing with everyone that's here right now. So, um. I'm going to try and put together something where we could do this whole bone marrow drive, get mm -hmm. the education, the word out. There's some other organizations that I know can put it that are doing website. things for the community. And put it up on our site. if we cross promote and try and get something, can I get you guys involved in it? If we get. Oh, yeah. So Definitely. We're Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start making some phone calls and start getting those stuff situated, and then let's see what we can do to start bringing more bringing more information to the community and get these people out here to start getting. Not this only stuff. Not, not, not only bone marrow, like cancer, uh, everything. Well, that's the thing, because like I said, we have some personal friends that have like um like links. Well, um, this is um sickle cell. Yeah, you know, yeah. personal friend of mine. Yeah, sickle, and I didn't know it's like. It's, 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 I think we all know at least one person with yep. the disease and a lot of people with the trait. So, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that's the thing. We have a few people that are within. And so, again, you might be sitting right next to someone that you can help and you didn't even know that. You know, so, you know, something might happen to a friend of mine and, and, and I'm, I'm a match and I just didn't know. And he didn't know because neither one of us, you know, Sometimes it's, are it's, educated it's, on it's, it. It's not all about the wretchedness, you know. And that's what we talk thing. about. No, it's not all about the wretchedness. Sometimes we need to like have conversation and, like this. And that's the thing yeah. with it. And I would like for everyone that's watching to understand something. It's not always about just you know the rah rah. Yeah. You know the 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 the, the everyday thing. We we try and yeah. touch on everything on the show. Going, what's going on with Kim Kardashian and, 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 right. and Kanye West? No, no, and, no, no. And, no. <laughs> and that's the thing with it in our community. The the, the blind spot. Yeah. You know the the matrix, and and. Society in itself now with, with, with social media and everything, it kind of blinds you on, on the important things, the things that's right in front of you. So that, those are the things that we're trying to focus on more to let you know in the community that, yo, we, we have to do better. We have to do better. And there's no excuse. Shine a lot on it and, you know, bring it to light. I, I mean, all right, in the legal system, I think they said, um, I'm trying to remember the term, you know, like if you're in court and you say, well, I didn't know. They say, well, um, there's a term. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, ignorance of the, the well, it's the law, right? But ignorance of the um, situation is not an excuse. What is it? What is it? They're not an excuse, right? <laughs> like, Mr. Richards, you should, you should know. <laughs> but ignorance of the law is no excuse. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's, I'm not, you know, but. You know, like if you were sitting in front of it, I didn't know. They say, well, you know, you should know. You know, so what I'm saying at, for us in the community, at this point now, if the information is given to you, you should know. You understand? So, and that's what we're yeah. trying to do. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. God bless you guys. Thank you. <laughs> so, again, now, um, we'd like everyone to um, know once again. You can reach us on all platforms. We're on iHeartRadio, 
Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, YouTube, uh, IG, Facebook. So once again, Mr. Ian Richards, thank you very much for joining us live at the barbecue. Thank you very much. And please do go swab, donate, and let's make it happen. I will put that together and let everyone know. We'll register, have you back. Register, on. register, register. CaribbeanMarrow.org. Yes. Thank you, sir. Or be, the, or be the match. And or be, be the match. match. <laughs> be the match. Be the match. Thank you very much. God bless it. I want to thank you all. Live at the barbershop. You know when I close out what I normally say. Go out and be somebody. Go out in the world and be somebody. All right? Thank you very much. Good night. Live at the barbershop. Go out in the world and be somebody. <laughs>